0: This week, the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on Med City Beat. On this week's edition of The Rundown, we continue our coverage of Med City Beat's town hall debate series. Late last night, we finished our town hall with all six candidates vying for a spot on the Rochester school board. If you have time, I encourage you to go to our Facebook page and watch the full debate. There was a lot of good discussion that took place. But for this podcast, we'll focus on the one question we believe that really distinguished the candidates from one another. Their opinions on having school resource officers present in Rochester schools. Their responses coming up in just a few seconds. I'm Isaac Jaynes. It's Friday, October 9th, 2020, and let's get to the news. There are three school board seats on the ballot this year, with all three incumbents running for re-election against a challenger. Keep in mind, the school board does not set geographical boundaries for its seats, meaning all of the races will show up on every Rochester voter's ballot. But it's not as simple as just picking your three favorites, though. These are head-to-head battles with each candidate hoping to win a four-year term on the board. Each candidate was posed the same question regarding school resource officers, and this is how Sean worded it. I want to talk about the Rochester Police Department, which recently had talks with the district and the board about the use of school resource officers. This is as some schools across the country are heeding calls to remove officers from schools. To the candidates, what is your position on the use of police personnel in Rochester schools? Should the practice continue? Why or why not? The first matchup is for seat three between incumbent Deborah Seelinger and challenger Karen McLaughlin. Starting with McLaughlin, here's what the pair had to say on the topic of school resource officers provided by the Rochester Police Department in Rochester's public schools.
1: Um, I take the position that I would not support keeping the SROs in the school in their current form. I would propose modifications to their current form so that, for example, they're not wearing uniforms. I don't think that that's necessary. But I do think that they play an important role in the school community in that uh, when people in the school, both students and staff, have relationships with one particular officer, that officer gets to know them, the officer gets to know the building, and can be responsive to the needs in that community but I would like to see modifications so it's not so much visible authority, and I don't support the increase of adding additional officer at this time.
0: This was Seelinger's response. I think there's still some,
1: some unanswered questions, and you know my recommendation to the superintendent is that we circle back and look a little bit more closely at that data. Um, you know, I, I think for me, the, the, besides the issue of yes or no, is how do we make an informed decision? And I think we've um, seen across the state um, districts have made a very hasty decision to remove uh, SROs and then
0: not have a plan to replace them with something. So I'm following the districts who are a little bit more um, thoughtful in their approach. The second race on the ballot is for seat seven, pitting Mark Schleusner, a first-term school board member, against challenger Dr. Jess Garcia. We'll play both the responses to the question, starting with Schleusner.
1: You're like... uh... Karen had mentioned, I'm, I'm certainly not in favor of keeping them in their uniform. That, that's just an intimidating presence by somebody who is not trying to be intimidating. As we had our study session, it was interesting listening to the stories. And my take coming out of that is they're basically filling the roles of social workers, even though they're not social workers. And as you know, Deborah had mentioned, what we have seen in other districts where it's been augmented or adjusted is at least pairing the social workers with the police officers. Uh, So at this point in time, I'm left wondering, after hearing the stories from the police officers of working as social workers, um, why we just don't have the social workers there instead.
0: A note before we start Dr. Garcia's response. There is some minor mic interference at the end of her quote. If you've had to work Zoom calls over this pandemic, you know how touchy it can be sometimes. So in terms of this specifically, I believe an effective change needs to be made. Um, As everybody's kind of mentioning in this recent study session, there were law enforcement officers as well as staff throughout the district who were providing uh, anecdotal evidence. And even though they were they were making the point that we should keep SROs in schools, what they were also really saying is that there is a reported increase in mental health needs for the students uh, this year in particular. So if a mental health response is what the students need, that's the type of response we should be sending. Finally, our last race is for seat one between Don Barlow, another first-term incumbent, and challenger Justin Cook. We'll start with his response their training is is optimal for um, de-escalation and so forth and that they're um, they're dedicated to um, the best outcomes possible for our students. Um, I just want to stress that that is not the most relevant uh, issue to uh, (laughs) to focus on here. Um, It's never been about whether the individual school resource officers are good, bad, or or indifferent. Um, uh, I think It is absolutely the case that the school resource officer program is good for the police department, that the officers themselves are very good, um, but the issue is what is in the best interest of our students and bringing out their full potential. And at this time, I don't think that continuing to keep school resource officers in the school is in their best interest. And this is what Barlow had to say. Uh, With uh, school resource officers comes a great responsibility. The
1: majority of uh, referrals, which... uh, Rochester Public Schools has made these past two years have been non-criminal offenses. While I say non-criminal, they were misdemeanor offenses, alcohol, tobacco, uh, you know, paraphernalia, drugs, and even at our study session I asked uh, the captain in charge of the community uh, policing, was that a proper use of policing, and he said no, and and so these are things that we uh, together need to rethink and. perhaps address the issues of mental health has has been
0: suggested. This is just a tiny, tiny snippet of what was a 90-minute forum covering topics from distance learning to school start times to district-wide choice schools like Friedel and Lincoln. The full live-streamed video is available to watch right now on our Facebook page. We'd like to thank our members for their support as well. It's them that makes it possible for us to host forums such as this. And now, a word from Ultra Federal Credit Union.
1: The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, Promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org.
0: And now, a brief look at the top headlines from MedCityBeat.com this week. The first gears are turning for a possible move of the Rochester Public Library after the Rochester City Council directed city staff to look into a new public private partnership for a new library space potentially allowing RPL to expand into a space totaling at least 150,000 square feet. The council passed the action in the 6-1 vote Monday, with only council member Sean Palmer voting nay. After the largest spike in COVID-19 cases in our area to date, the latest weekly COVID report from Olmsted County Public Health shows a slight improvement in the situation. 165 new cases were reported, down from the 206 reported last week. Seven-day rolling averages now sit at roughly 26 cases, down from last week's peak of 31, but roughly on par with the averages seen during that spike in mid-July. And Sandy Keith, a Rochester native who became the only Minnesotan to ever serve in all three branches of state government and tirelessly worked to push his hometown forward, died last Saturday night. He was 91. Keith most notably spent time as Minnesota's lieutenant governor from 1963 to 67 and as a state Supreme Court justice from 1989 to 98. And that's where we'll leave it this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Beat. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll talk to you next Friday.